Hi, my name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround everyday life, including our faith walk with Christ. I always say, faith cannot rely on the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. Now, talking about the wisdom of men, Yemi, what are we talking about today? Well, Philia, we're in the season of unlocking wisdom, where we examine the book of Proverbs, which is designed to communicate foundational truths in order to give us guidance for living a successful life through wisdom and the knowledge of God. Today, we are covering imbalance. Now, we're going to take our readings from Proverbs 24.10, Proverbs 37-9, and I begin. Proverbs 24.10, if you are slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. Proverbs 37-9, two things I asked of you. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep deception and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is my portion, that I not that I not be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or that I not be in want and steal and profane the name of God. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about imbalance here. And honestly, it's not so much imbalance as it is that we need to find balance. We need to get into a space where we create balance for ourselves so we're not overdoing something and underdoing something else. I mean, this is pure wisdom. We all know that balance is the key to life, but how do we achieve it in life? And what are some major areas of our lives that we have a tug of war with, with balance? Right. I think for myself, I would say like, work and personal life, I have a bit of a tug of war, especially because my job is can be a little bit unpredictable. So when I'm busy, I'm really busy. But when I'm not busy, it's not like I'm living life because I have to <laughs> schedule life. And it just so happens that when I schedule life, it coincides sometimes when I'm busy. So I try to find balance there, but it is a struggle. And and I don't want, and I feel like I hear a lot that you you work a lot, you work a lot. And I, and I feel like some periods are busy and some periods are not, but it seems like people just see the busy periods maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What areas of your life do you struggle with balance? Well, Yemi, it's also work and personal. It's funny because I had a conversation with Mr. Rogers about this and he basically told me you are too busy for a love life. And I said, what? Like that didn't make sense to me because I feel that why can't you have it all? I was like, I'm not the president of the United States. If the president of the United States can have a wife or a husband, then they are the, probably one of the most busiest persons, um, people in the world, and they still have a love life. So for me, I feel like it's when you really want something, you will dedicate the time to make room for that thing, right? I think that as people, we put our energy into the things that we really love. Of course, work, Obviously, it pays the bills. It's your career. So you're, 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 you can't slack off in that because then you risk losing your job or you risk, you know, being disciplined or having disciplinary actions against you. But 
when it comes to the things that we love, if you love to travel, you will find time to travel. You, you know, love to read, you're going to find the time to read, even if it's a couple of minutes a day. I think what happens is that we always feel that a certain amount of time needs to go to a certain amount of things. And who says that those things have to have that amount of time? You know, it's like prayer. It would be great if we can pray, you know, long periods of time, but even that, that's not even um, being balanced because even though we can take the word, you know, to say, be fervent in your prayer and, and, and be in, and do not cease in prayer. You know, even when Paul was writing this, he didn't really mean like you're going to pray 24 hours a day, but it's like the fervor or the, the, the aggressiveness and the passion that you pray is really what matters because you can pray for long periods of time and it doesn't even move a stone because it's empty. So I really think that the balance is about feeling complete. So when you're in balance, you are not complete. You are feeling unworthy. You are feeling neglected. You, you know, you are feeling apathetic. You don't have any motivation to do anything. So the idea is to find a spiritual balance. And in that, it means doing everything um, accordingly, um, you know, trying to do everything to align yourself with God, trying to do everything to align yourself within yourself. Because if we are made in God's image, even God rested on, 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 on the seventh day. So there is, we have to find balance in something like that. I 100% agree. I think we all have to find balance. And I think there's also seasons. I think we need to acknowledge that there are going to be times where we're focused on work. And yes, maybe our relationships might take a back seat, but that's important to have foundation in all these things. So there's understanding. There's understanding that there will be periods where you are focused on one thing, and then there will be periods when you're focused on another. We can't do everything at once. That to me would be madness. Maybe there are people who are really, really good at multitasking and can do five things at once. I can do two, one thing really good at one time and two things mediocre. Add a third thing and I'm ruining everything. So <laughs> I can only multitask with two. <laughs> Fairly well. But there are a couple of things that I think when we talk about balance, I think people, I think we want to understand what does that look like? Or at least what does imbalance look like? Because like I said, you like we are human. There are times where we're going to be very busy with one thing and then it's going to slack and something. Like you mentioned prayer, you can be so focused on prayer and praying all the time that you lose out on communicating with the people actually around you because you're spending so much time focused on prayer that you're losing out on having interpersonal relationships. And God designed us to be, to, to be in community, to grow and learn and love one another and, and, and help each other and encourage one another. So we can't do anything on our own. Yes, we need God, but we also need people too. So some other areas that we're, we're talking about in, in balance and imbalance is work and play. Too much is either unhealthy and distasteful. Balance between time alone and time with others. Too much of either takes a personal toll. Balance between independence and dependence. Too much of either one leads to bizarre behavior, maybe even a mental disorder. Mm -hmm. Balance between kindness and firmness. 
um, between waiting and praying, between working and obeying, between saving and spending, taking and giving, wanting too much and expecting too little, being gracious with acceptance and keen on discernment. This is like, how do you do all of that, right? <laughs> like we know that we need to balance. Like we know that some sometimes I can talk for me, like I'm in like periods of spending and I'm like, I know I need to save. How do I balance that? I might have to cancel a bunch of social plans. I might have to like stay indoors. I might have to tame my desires, my immediate wants and needs and like reassess what I'm buying. Like right now I'm like buying and returning, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, ultimately I don't need it. Let me return it. I need to save money. Right. So we can't do too much of either. We just have to find the right balance. Did any of these strike you? The, any of these like core uh, areas of imbalance strike you? Yes. Um, I think um, the core areas that strike me the most is, is, more or less work and your personal life. You know, um, for me, I think that it's important to to be able to put your energy into the thing that's going to be most fruitful. I think that like even when we, we talked about prayer, right? Your prayers can be, they can be short, succinct, but very powerful and to the point. And passionate at the same time. They can be long and drawn out and not have have any umph or or possess. Um you could be spending time at work for a long time and still not be productive. I think it, what I feel that this chapter is really um trying to focus on is the idea that in everything that you do it has to be intentful, purposeful, whatever it is, because that to me is where it is balanced. If what you're doing, you're getting things, you know, taken care of, you're you're getting to the core of of or the root of everything that you do. Um, yes, it's impossible to do so many things at so many times. I, I remember feeling like I could multitask. I used to feel like I'm very multifaceted, multi-talented, you know, I can do so much. And the older I get, the more I realize that. If you're talking to me, I'm like, wait, hold that thought because I will lose my thought. I will lose my train of thought and I will not be able to focus. And I'm like, wow, I'm not as multi, I can't multitask. I, I literally am, it's impossible for me to do it. Like you said, I can do some one thing very, very well and another thing, okay. And the third thing, you can forget that thing, you know? And I think it's also that self-reflection is all part of the the being properly balanced because when you self-reflect, you can actually see the areas of your life that need work. So <clears throat> for me, you know, this idea of feeling emptiness or neglected or finding faults in people and things, you know, um, you know, being apathetic, I think all of that comes from the fact that you're not feeding your spiritual balance in a sense, because if you really feed and nurture yourself spiritually in God's word, I truly, truly feel like those areas will become a lot more content because you won't feel a need or a passion to be finding things of this world. You will be more in tune with what God wants for you, his purpose for you. And of course it's easier said than done because you have to continue to, I guess, trust and have faith. I, I also believe that to heal imbalance is first to have 
knowledge of God. And then from there is to actually love him, like truly love him. Then it's also having faith in his word, having faith in him. And then I believe to help that imbalance is to do good things. I think we find that studies even in general show or find that people who do philanthropic things, who help others naturally feel better because they are helping others. And this is something God wants. He wants us to love that neighbor. He wants us to help others. He wants, like you said, he wants us to, to live in communities and help our, our fellow man, you know, and going out to make disciples. I mean, everything is about the brotherhood and, 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 and love and, and respect and community. So I think that these are the things that help our imbalance. Another thing I think is to have, like I said, like not necessarily self-sacrifice, but, you know, being able to do for others and not think of yourselves. Don't pity yourself. Don't be so self-absorbed because all of this comes with imbalance. But if you help to do for others, then you will reap back those benefits, reap back those, those blessings. Yeah. I think those are really strong points on finding balance. I think, Understanding the core purpose of why you're doing something is really, really important because as we struggle in all areas of our lives with imbalance, and like I said, I think it's it's seasonal and I think it could be at, at a certain period of time where something sacrifices for the other and that, that's just the way it I think human society works and our culture works. I don't really think we can escape that, but having having some underlying driving force and understanding where that's coming from, right? Like you can be really focused on work, but your work can be philanthropic. Like you mentioned, it can be, per, you know, impactful, those things that make you feel good. And that's important for your balance, right? Like if you just work hard and just say like, I'm just working hard for the money, you're not really going to get that much balance because maybe you're working so hard for the money, but you don't even get to enjoy it because all the time you're spending at work. So if we, if we dissect why we are, why we drive to do something, why there's a period of imbalance, why we're focused on something that can help us to uncover ways to gain, regain balance. And sometimes it's just like, what is more important to me right now? Right. Right. Sometimes you do have to focus on work. You don't want, you don't want to lose your job. Everybody needs money to put food on their table. That's important. But at the same time, you don't want to be in a toxic work environment just because it pays you a lot of money and you need the money. You have to be able to find something that doesn't cause you so much strife and pain in life. And if your job does cause you strife and pain, I pray to God that you're not there all day. (laughs) You do have something to counter. Like you have a very supportive, loving household that you can turn off your work, right? Mm -hmm. Like let's say you work nine to five and it's stressful, but from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., you're laughing and enjoying Mm -hmm. life and and having good things. And like like you said, maybe being philanthropic on the weekend to to overcome some of these resentments that you may feel. That's finding balance. Right, right. And it's not going to be fair for everyone. Everyone can't be happy at, at work. That's right. not how this world works. Mm-hmm. It's ideal, but it's not how wo- this world works. Correct. Something right. I think about a lot in this world is like, 
you have the haves and the have nots, right? You have um, periods of adversity and you have periods of prosperity and kind of like, who are we when we are in these periods? Like if we're in a, a moment of adversity, are we taking it as a learning opportunity? Or are we just being angry, recluse, locking people out, not really growing? Like we're, we, we want that prosperity, but in the periods of adversity, we're not learning to, to move to prosperity because we're just so focused on that. And I, and I think maybe that's what it is about balance. Like we're taking something and we're hyper-focused on it. Right. And that's just not the right decision to me. Right. It, it's funny you said that because like even when you start thinking about work, like for instance, um, the program that I'm running at first, we were running a program where we were focusing on tutoring and SAT prep for the students. And I said, I wanted to change the scope because I didn't feel like it was balanced. I said, I wanted to my, my students to focus more on community service because in community service, they can do blood drives, canned food drives, toy drives, um, you know, cult drives, things of that sort, you know, voter registration drive, because I feel like those things directly impact you know, their community, it, 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 it gives you the feel good hormones because you're out there doing something for someone else other than yourself. Um, in that people will, will start to look at the student, you know, organization or the student government, or even the school itself, as opposed to just being a place where they're learning academically, but they're also offering this social emotional thing, you know, where that can be as gratifying as well. And, I think it felt like that was kind of my way to self-reflect to start looking for balance in the program because you have too many competitive programs that focus on the academics, but we realize in life that that's not the only thing that gives, you know, that's fulfilling for a student to progress or be successful. You know, in even looking at that list where they talk about too much work or too much play or the imbalance between, you know, personal and, you know, taking personal time and having time alone. I think the older I get, the more I realize the importance of having alone time. Of course, you could still be alone and not be lonely, you know, and that was something that I had a discussion, you know, with someone about because it's like there's so much always going on in my mind, always thinking of new things to, to be better, new things to embark on that I'm actually never at. I'm never bored. I don't have to necessarily be on the phone. The internet TV doesn't have to be on. Music doesn't have to be on because there's so much going on in my head. But that sometimes is, is it, it seems a little, you know, I, I, I guess extreme because it's like, then what are the things that's going on in your head and what are you doing about it? You know, so I think that finding that balance, that delicate balance in being able to to have a little bit of both and finding that median that takes work that takes prayer that takes discernment because you when you asking god for help when you're asking god you have to ask god to keep me balanced because we live in a world where it's so easily to become of this world and you have to remember that you are not of this world you cannot be of this world because that is 100% the way to become completely imbalanced so Keeping God in the center of everything that you do, I always stress this, is a way to help keep you balanced. You know, so even having a discussion with someone, whether it's going into work, whether it's coming home, it's always like, God, I put you in the center of all my plans. I put you in the center of my conversation. I put you in the center of my doctor's appointment. I put you in the center of whatever it is. 
it, it's just a, a practice that I think really, really helps because that is what God is here for. He's here to take away all of those burdens, make our path straight, help us, you know, keep us aligned, aligned with him. And but having faith in that is the way that we're going to, to, to gain that. But it's definitely something that takes practice. I 100% agree. I think it this this all of this takes practice. We're not going to achieve balance overnight. Yeah. And some things are just going to suffer in our life, but the way forward is to be a little bit more self-reflective. Yeah. To spend a little bit more time with God and ask God to reveal things to you. Well, how do I find balance in my life, Lord? Show me the areas that I'm I'm obsessing over in and and that's causing negativity in my life. There's always consequences for whatever you do. When you take things to an extreme, it turns out to be error. God didn't intend for us to take anything to extreme. That's why balance is important. And that's why it's in here, right? Solomon is the wisest man that ever was. Why would he tell us that balance is important for life? Because it is. It is how you have a successful life. Even the man, when he says, before he dies, right? This is Proverbs 37 to 9. He says, give me neither poverty nor riches. He doesn't want to be rich and he doesn't want to be poor, right? Both extremes come with problems. He wants to be content in the middle. (laughs) Food, that is my portion. Don't give me excess. I don't want what is somebody else's. I want my own. That's very important. Sometimes we we live in in a world where we're constantly comparing ourselves to others. We want what other people have, but it doesn't fit you. It doesn't fit your personality. It doesn't fit your lifestyle. It doesn't fit your talents and ability. Seek what is for you. Ask God what is for you. I love that you said that balance belongs to God and the wisdom of God and communication with God. Because when you're talking to him about balance, he definitely will reveal these things to you. I mean, before I even, we haven't, we even did this. I knew that I struggled with, with independence and being dependent, right? Like I'm this woman who can do everything by myself, but I don't want to. I really don't want to. And I find that when I'm surrounded by people and I have to take charge, it's really frustrating because it's like, can I take a back seat? No, I can't. (laughs) As I have like, it's just, it's like, I want relationships that help me find this balance. That's so important to me that whenever I enter into a relationship, am I doing all the work? Am I the one who's calling? Am I the one who's following up? Am I the one making plans? That's not going to work for me in the long run because I have lived a life of independence for so long. I'm used to it, but I don't like it. I want to share my burden with someone. I want to share my joys. I want to share my work, everything I want to share. And then I, and I think about like kindness and firmness, right? Like we, I think you and I talked about this Philia. People take advantage of you when you're kind. Then we go to the extreme, right? Then we start being mean. (laughs) It's like, that's not, that's not the correct the correct uh, uh, um, path forward. That's why we need to talk to God. That's why we need counsel. We need to be introspective. We need to be outwardly looking to God and we need to talk to the people around us. That's why it's not good to be in isolation. It's good to be in community. Right, right. No, you make a great point um, to not be in isolation because, you know, when you leave a man alone with his thoughts, it, it, it can go either way, you know, where 
it becomes dark and they start thinking all of the negative things is where the, the devil takes over because he's here to kill, you know, steal and destroy. But then um, when you're self-reflective though, which is different from being left alone in your thoughts, you're actually thinking of the positive things that you need to do to make yourself better. And I think that's the difference that we need to start to focus on. That's the discernment that we are looking for so we can become better, start looking at the things in our life that are deficits where we want to get a delicate balance and the things that we are striving in to just make sure we're not overdoing it because as I said, too much of anything is not good. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed this and we hope that you enjoyed it as well. Stay tuned for announcements and our closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on Unlocking Wisdom. Dreading Faith is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, simply spread the word, follow us, and please do not forget to click that like button. If you haven't done so already, we are continuing to fill our jars of joy with a note, scripture, prayer, or just something God has done for you in the name of Jesus. Since we can join together in prayer, we believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and mercy. Isaiah 55, 11 says God's word does not come back void. Since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for this platform. We thank you, Father, for all of the listeners. We thank you for all of our avid supporters. Father God, we know that you have created us in a purpose and plan. We know that it is your desire that we too have a life filled with joy, purpose, and victory. Father God, please help us today to fulfill the destiny that you have planned for our lives. We know that in order to do this, that we must live a life obedient to your word and a life of balance with our priorities in place and our hearts focused only on you. Father God, help us to create a balanced life Help us to take time to enjoy life and to be people who are full of gratitude, Father God. Help us to take time to love, to um, uh, uh, extend a hand in service to those around us. I mean, Lord, remind us to take time to just learn and to be disciplined and accountable and help us to make a difference in the small and big moments of our lives in our communities. Lord, help us to keep smiling and to be happy and try to be ourselves, Lord. Just infuse us with your spirit in your holy, holy, holy spirit and kindness, Father God, so that we can create a life of balance and moderation and just simplicity, Father God. Father God, whatever our challenge, let it be an occasion to deepen our life's purpose. Father God, help us to attain the balance in all areas of our lives. Examine our hearts. Show us those places where we may be out of balance. Help us to focus on the things that are most important and keep us from being distracted, Father God, by the things that would steal our time and attention away from you. Father, protect us from those things that try to keep us from reaching the goals and uh, and achieving dreams that you have put in our hearts. 
Father, most of all, Father God, remind us daily that you have called us to be fruitful, not to be busy. So give us the wisdom and strength to produce in abundance that which is most important and constructive in our lives and the lives of those around us. Thank you. Thank you for your constant presence. Thank you for you helping us to grow. Thank you for increasing in every area of our lives. Father God, you are our strength and you are our redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, and amen. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. We hope you enjoyed this. We can't wait for you to listen to it. And we definitely can't wait to see you on our live next week. Please always remember to be kind to one another. Always remember to be purposeful and intentful and continue to strengthen your faith. We love you. We can't wait to hear from you. And until then, be safe. Bye.